Welcome to Finding Christmas in Chaos. I'm so glad that you all are here today. My name is Josh. I'm the lead pastor of Grace Street Church. Have you noticed that it's easy to find chaos? My life looks way more like those movie clips than it does Hallmark movies. And some of you know the reality of how easy it is to find chaos. You don't, you don't even have to try. Some of you found it just trying to get through that intersection in Haven tonight. Some of you found it when you were wrestling fighting with your kids in the car right before you got up here. You were super thrilled that we shoved a bunch of hot chocolate and candy in their face. The reality of life is that chaos is not hard to find. It's there everywhere, everywhere I go. It's all over the place. And what, what tonight is about, what Christmas is about, is about an invitation out of the chaos. See, when you are in the middle of chaos in your life, whether that's relational chaos or job chaos or health chaos, or just a chaos season, running around and trying to get everything together for all the people you need to please and all the stuff you have to do, stuff that's most important always gets missed in the middle of chaos. And, and so what this is about, this is an invitation for you, a break, an opportunity to step out of the chaos of your life and out of the disappointment, out of the frustration, out of the non-stop, crazy, busy race you have been running. This is an opportunity, an invitation out of the expectations everybody places on you and the judgment they cast at you when you don't live up to their expectations. This is an invitation out of Depression, disappointment, loneliness, and hurt to something so much better. This Christmas is an invitation out of the chaos and into hope. I want to talk about rappers for a second. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like Biggie and Dre and Run DMC, although that probably just dated me. So I'm not talking about Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, or Little Uzi. What kind of name is Little Uzi? I'm talking about like Christmas rappers. You, you might know somebody that fits into one of these. You might be sitting with somebody that fits into one of these categories. You ever notice how some people, they get really nerdy about their Christmas rapping? Don't look at your neighbor during any of this. Like they're, they're like the wannabe pro rappers. They get the heavy paper and they spend all of this time meticulously putting them together as if the wrapping is the present itself. You can see it, the look of horror in their eyes as people just rip them carelessly open as they're like, wait, I wanted to save that. And it all ends up on the floor anyway. You, you know anybody like that? Or maybe you're one of these like, Christmas crammer rappers. There's probably plenty of you in here tonight. Like, after all the stuff is done tonight and the kids are finally in bed, you're going to spend hours wrapping presents that you should have done a month ago. You'll end up fighting <laughs> with the person you love the most and then waking up and trying to make it all up tomorrow morning. Or maybe you, you know somebody like this. This is my mom. Like, I'm not as good at, as you are at rapping. Could you just rap all the presents? Nice try. He's just a total play to push off the rapping. My dad was one of these garbage bag rappers. It's like, I, I'll buy the present, but I'm not buying the 
wrapping paper. I think we have it somewhere in the house, but they can never find it. And so you end up getting your presents in newspaper and literal garbage bags sometimes, grocery bags. You ever have a present that you opened from a grocery bag? The worst kind of wrapper, though, is the, like my, my grandmother, Grammy. She, um, she will, she's got a ton of grandkids, and so she has to buy a lot of presents. And she's getting a little older in age, and so it's like hard to keep track of all of it. God bless her. She, we love her to death. And she buys all of the grandkids, and now she's got great-grandkids, like presents and wraps them up, and she forgets the most important part in the chaos of trying to keep it all together. The most important part is the name on the gift. Like, don't wrap a present and then not put the name on it. And so every year when we go down to her house and, and all my aunts and all the cousins are there and it's this massive crowd, we'll spend all this time like fighting over whose present is whose. She'll be fighting with my aunts about, well, this one, I think this one is for Josh. No, no, this one, no, maybe it's for Matt. I don't remember. They'll like... It's total chaos, and then inevitably people get the wrong gifts, and you have to trade them afterwards after you open them all up. The most important part is the name on the gift. The most important part is the name on the gift. And Christmas is about a gift that God gave to you. It's not a gift that's just given to the religious, the churchy folk the people who morally seem to have it all together. It's not a, a gift that only gets your name attached to it when you start cussing less <laughs> and behaving more. It's not a gift that you only get your name attached to it when you go through all of the right things on the checklist to make sure you are a good little girl or boy. It's not one of those type of gifts. It's just a gift that he writes your name on first before you could do anything. In Luke chapter 2, it records this. It says, And she gave birth to her firstborn a son. This is Mary. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will have a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. It's Bethlehem, this little town, this little manger that we all have nativity scenes representing in our houses and our Christmas decorations, was a country little town, insignificant, not thought of. It was not popular. People didn't want to go visit that. The only reason Mary and Joseph were there is because that's where their line came from, and there was a census going on, so they all had to go back there. It was a forgotten place, an insignificant place, this place that Jesus came. Just a blip on the map, just a note somewhere. And then this invitation to these shepherds 
Seems beautiful and picturesque, but the Bible story is not a Hallmark movie. It's full of chaos and turmoil. These shepherds were people that were despised and looked down on. Shepherds were people that everybody snubbed their noses towards. They were considered dirty and lost and forgotten, and they were mistrusted, and they weren't even able to testify in their courts. They were the lowest people in their social status. And yet this is the town that God showed up in. And these are the people that he invited first to this incredible thing that we celebrate tonight and tomorrow, the coming of his son. Now here's what you got to know about those two important Christmas facts. If this can happen there, then it can happen wherever you are too. If God would send his son to a manger in Bethlehem, then whatever hole in your life you find yourself in right now, God can show up there too. If he will show up there, he'll show up for you. He'll show up in whatever broken down marriage you have. He'll show up in the middle of whatever addiction you are wrestling with. He'll show up in whatever struggle you are walking through and whatever monotony you feel stuck in and whatever apathy you have been carrying around in your heart. He will show up for you. If he showed up there, he will show up for you. And if it's an invitation for them, these shepherds, the lowliest of the low, then it's an invitation for you too. Whoever you are, whatever life looks like, whatever struggle you have been wrestling with, whatever challenges you face, whatever has been weighing you down and exhausting you, whatever burden you have been carrying, if this is for them, it's for you. It's for you. See, this gift has a name tag on it. And it's got your name written on that tag. This is Emmanuel. We sing that, right? Which means God with us. And I think the most beautiful part of this Christmas story, it is, it is a big exclamation point in the universe that says that God, no matter who you are, no matter what life has looked like, no matter where you find yourself, God loves you and is for you. And he wants to show up in your life. Emmanuel is God with us. It's God for us. He says to these shepherds, like, this is good news that will cause great joy. And I wonder how many of us miss that part of the whole religious side of celebrating Jesus. Sometimes I think that part gets lost a little bit in church. Like, it's good news. It's not no news. It's not boring news. This is good news. And good news is fun news. This is good news. It's not bad news. It's not no news. This is good news that causes great joy. See, joy sticks more than happiness. Joy is what we are all searching for this season and every day of our lives. It's that feeling of well-being and goodness, happiness, that doesn't just get pulled by how people treat us or what our circumstances tell us. See, joy is what sticks. And when you really see this gift of God for you, when you lose all of the 
religious stuff that distracts. When you step out of all of the thinking that we need to check things off the box for God to love us, when you really see Christmas for you, it causes great joy. He tells them, like, go look, right? Just go, go look. And what I love about the description of Jesus is they don't leave anything out. Like, you're going to find a baby. That baby is going to be in a manger, and it'll be wrapped in cloths. Like, I don't think they needed all those details, right? Like, I'm pretty sure there's only one baby that is laying in a manger. I don't know any expectant mothers that are like, this will look good on Instagram. As soon as I have this kid, let's go down to the horse stall and throw this child on a stack of hay. And that'll get lots of likes on social media. I, they didn't need all the descriptors, but the angels here, they like go overkill in explaining how to find Jesus. Like it's not complicated. You can't miss it. I don't want you to miss it. Like it's right here. There's a baby. It's in a manger. And make no mistake about it. This is the one. I'll prove it. It's going to be wrapped in cloths and lying there. Like God did not want you to miss this invitation. This it's for you. It's got your name all over it. Go look and you will find a God who moved heaven and earth for you. A God who loves you as you are. A God who just wants you to come back to where you belong with Him. I don't know what kind of chaos like is involved in your Christmas night or morning. I don't know what kind of distractions you got going on in life, what kind of pains you have been carrying, but I do know that this Jesus is the gift that your heart has been looking for all along. And if you would just see him for who he is and accept this gift like any other gift, just unwrap it. And accept him into your heart. Man, great joy is what you would experience. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much that you are not distant or far off. That you are not distracted by more important things. That you are not uncaring or uninterested. We thank you that what we celebrate today is you coming to us. We didn't have to figure it out and go to you. You came to us. You lived among us. You died for us. You rose again for us. How could we ever think that this is for somebody else? You love us so, so much. I pray that anyone who has not, because you say it just takes faith, who has not placed their faith in you and this baby in a manger, in this cross where he was crucified, and in this empty tomb, that tonight would be the night where they tell you they believe. We're so thankful for what we celebrate. It's the hope of the world. It's the light in the darkness. And I pray that as we end this service tonight, that you would fill our hearts with utter joy about who you are and how you love us. In Jesus' name.